This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We're back with more Tapped Out with Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine on the BetQL Network. All right, welcome back into the show along with Brendan Tobin and my producer, Jake Noicker. I am Sean Levine, Tapped Out here on the BetQL Network. Shout out to everybody looking at our pretty faces on Twitch.com backslash betql all right we got lots of news in the world of fighting this week and believe it or not it began at the nathan's hot dog eating contest so i was watching that live because i like to bet on pretty much everything i'll admit i lost my bet i took the field over joey chestnut at 14 to 1 i don't know why why would you do that the goat going into it and he still is that dude went out there and ate i don't know what the exact number was like 50 60 something hot dogs by the way, he ended up having to put a guy in a rear naked choke. Oh, did I mention that as he was eating the hot dogs and putting the guy in the rear naked choke, he did it while on crutches. If you didn't think that Joey Chestnut was the man going into last Saturday, that guy deserves all the respect in the world right now. And if he ever gets in the octagon, I'm paying for it. Huh. You're going to pay to watch Joey Chestnut fight. Dude, did you see that rear naked choke? Like, wasn't I'm not kid, wasn't it a child? I feel, like, I feel like the kid was 14 when we put in the rear naked choke. It's not about the age of the kid. It's about the reaction of the fighter. And also, it's not like he was waiting for that to happen. You have to understand that he was completely focused on eating said hot dogs and doing that disgusting habit where he dips the bun in the yes. water and he's eating and eating and eating. And the next thing he knows, looks down, judges the situation, immediately reacts, and then goes back to eating the hot dogs. Like, dude, if you didn't know better and you didn't have DVR, you might have been watching the event live and not known that in the middle of eating 60-something hot dogs, he also rear naked choked somebody. Were you not impressed? That was good for him. Whatever. I'm more impressed by the hot dog eating. Did he, uh, did he, did, uh, serious question, gambling-wise, did that affect the over-under? Like, with somebody messing with his pace? Well, it definitely affected the over-under. He wasn't going to hit it anyway. He felt like 12 shy, so oh, did he? Okay. joke or not. And I actually had the uh, – the, it didn't, like, end up swaying the bets. They didn't give you your money back because you had to perform a rear naked I would argue it. Of the octagon. So, you know, Mentally it, was, uh, it was interesting. So, Joey Chestnut in. Um, Tommy Fury, your boy from Love Island, out versus Disgusted with him. Officially. We kind of saw this one coming down the pipeline, so no huge surprise there. Before telling us how dreamy he is and how beautiful his eyes are about Tommy Fury, do you think that Hasim Rahman Jr., does that do anything for you? No, it really doesn't. Um, I saw some footage this week. Like They were sparring partners, and they got into it a little bit from uh, uh, from one of their sessions, so I think that's probably the angle they'll go with building this thing up. But I just... 
I just don't understand what the big play is here. Like, are we trying like Jake Paul's whole thing is I want to beat a real boxer, but like, I don't care. Like you're beating the former heavyweight champions son. Like, you know, Hasim Rahman is a legendary name, knocked out Lennox Lewis, had one of the grossest hematomas you've ever seen in your life. But I don't know what Hasim Rahman Jr. beating or losing to Jake Paul has anybody going. I don't think so. I think honestly, the only story here is if Hasim Rahman knocks him out, then it'll be like a Twitter. Moment. But I don't for, for business wise for Jake Paul. I don't know how many people are going to buy this fight. No, that hematoma was nasty, though. You know, oh, Jake my God. Would look at that thing and be like, hey, uh, you got a little something there on your forehead, yo. That thing was bad. I'm with you, though. Of all the different fights that we've seen versus this athlete or this celebrity when it comes to Jake Paul, this is the one that I'm least interested in. It almost feels like if he was a stock, he's not going down. I don't know if he's going up. He's just kind of flatlined, and it's because more of his opponents than himself, like – it feels like now is the time of your Jake Paul when people are actually interested in you. And I know we can talk about the pay-per-view buys that weren't there and all that stuff, but his name is out there when it comes to boxing. He's one of the reasons why people are talking about it. Why are you kind of messing around here? Like, why don't you just pick who you should? And I don't know who that name should be, but I know who it shouldn't be. And it's Tommy Fury and it's Hasim Rahman Jr. There's got to be somebody else out there. Yeah, it almost want, I almost wanted to a point like I wonder if Jake Paul is almost getting talked into too much from the boxing community that the, like he really wants to be known as a boxer. Like, dude, that's not the point of this. Like, the point of this is to make tons of cash. Like, you have everybody fooled already. Like, go find another UFC guy, whoever had a BKFC, and go fight them. Just a name. I'd rather them. I'd rather him fight somebody recognizable than just rando guy you used to spar who cares if in the next calendar year i don't get jake paul versus mike tyson or if i don't get jake paul versus nate diaz or if i don't get jake paul versus conor mcgregor then i'm done saying that guy's name on this radio show like i i've enjoyed the whole run but at this point man like i'm kind of getting over it speaking of another guy that's out of another fight i don't want to say he's the most overrated fighter in the ufc but i've said it enough to i think you know how i feel about darren till Darren Till is out of UFC London versus Jack Hermanson. However, my boy Chris Curtis is in. So I think we actually got a better fight with Darren Till being out. I agree. I think I think the you lose the atmosphere of like them having one of their hometown guys because he certainly yeah. has the London crowd. So that certainly sink, stinks. But yeah, Chris Curtis versus Jack Hermanson is a fun fight. And good for Chris Curtis. Keep riding high. Keep going on this hot streak that you're on right now. It's a super smart move. Like, you know, we we're talking about Sean O'Malley and like what really gets you love with the organization. And, you know, uh, certainly his star power is a big deal, but this is like what they love. If you're a if you are a guy who's riding high and then you'll step in short notice, that goes a long way with the UFC. So uh, I think that he wins this. It's going to mean it, it'll continue to mean big things for him. Man, we got a bunch of guys that are out. You got the guy that Joey Chestnut choked out. You got Tommy Fury out. You got Darren Till out. You got Donald Cerrone out of the octagon for good. However, Philly's finest, next to, of course, our producer, Jake Noaker. Take the mic, Jake. Sean Brady, official October 22nd versus Bilal Muhammad. I always like to bet Bilal Muhammad, but something tells me that you're going to put a little bit of coin on Sean Brady. I'm muted. Yeah, I have to. Uh, I love Sean Brady. I, Bilal Muhammad is scary. Like I, we, I talked about this before. He's not somebody I like to bet against, but... Sean Brady, that whole Daniel Gracie gym, I think they're 13-0-1 in UFC between Sean Brady, Jeremiah Wells, Pat Sabatini, and Andre Petrosky. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be a grapple fest, and that's what Bilal likes. That's how he beats people. But Sean Brady has never been beaten grappling in the UFC. The only time he's had trouble was striking against Michael Chiesa. No, they say, as, as you know, styles make matchups, BT, and this feels like Sean Brady versus Bilal Muhammad has fight of the night written all over. Well, that's what I was going to ask, Jake, because like, the idea of you know, sometimes when we get two guys who are so good at grappling and so good at taking people down, if they're a push there, sometimes we get a Colby Covington versus Kamara Usman, and this could be standing up the entire time and make maybe for one of their most entertaining fights of their careers. And that that does scare me because it's not like Bilal's a renowned striker, but he has a lot of experience against top guys. Sean Brady doesn't have that same experience, and like I just mentioned, he struggled against Michael Chiesa on the feet, and... Michael Kies is not someone I would be too afraid of on the feet. So I'm nervous Bilal's going to give him trouble there. But Brady packs some power. That dude is huge, and he's got guns. So we'll see. And Turn to Will Ford. Jake, are you going to Long Island card next week? Like, how far is Long Island from Philly? I, I'm like two hours from Long Island I was going to go. Um, I don't really have a specific reason why I'm not going. I'm just not going. I'm going to enjoy the comfort right here and watch the show. But normally, yeah, I try to make it up there. Okay, I am, well, I've been there before, and it sounds like your lady talked you out of it and convinced you that it would be better to stay home. So I get that. It's, oh, it's we're, pulling for a, we're pulling for a Philly card. Dana White, come on. Please. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm, I'm pulling for that, too. Hey, hey, hey yeah, man, by the way. To Miami. Yeah, by the I'm way. Trying to uh, get to Kansas City. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm not, he's lying. I mean, he's going on Instagram. He comes and parties in Miami for a week with his son. He misses a pay-per-view over it. Then he says, oh, soon Miami's getting a card. Well, when, dude? Um, Y'all saw where the next pay-per-view is, right? Like, I don't want to make a big deal that it's so not weird. Miami or anything, but it's in Salt Lake City. So, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the hell happened there. Like, is is his son a huge Donovan Mitchell fan? Like, what the what 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 led to this? Well, I, I don't it's, even it's weird. need a pay-per-view. I just need – I'll take a Holly Holm headline fight card at this point. Something, please. We might be able to get you that out in Philly. Um, so we were talking about the Long Island card next week. The Jake, for some reason, is not going to. Ortega takes on Yair Rodriguez. I've had a man crush on Brian Ortega now for quite a while. T-City comes into this one as a somewhat sizable favorite. I think I saw him at like a minus 180 somewhere. Is he worth putting a little coin down next Saturday yeah, I think that this is an interesting one because, like, you look at this for Yair, I think that he is, like, kind of the lone wolf up there in this featherweight division that maybe can lure a matchup with Volkanovski because it's fresh. I mean, Josh Emmett, too, so I think he's in that mix. But I think uh, for Ortega, he is in this weird spot where he just lost to the champ, so I don't know what a win over Yair is going to do for him. I think that... If I'm Volkanovski and I'm talking about wanting to jump divisions or if I'm talking about fighting a Henry Cejudo, you know, I think that we're going to need a Brian Ortega who's going to need to do something really, really impressive this next uh, this in this matchup to get into that Max Holloway. Because I think that you got to think if you're Volkanovski, like, really, I got to do another another rematch with the guy that I just beat. Like, I just did that with Max Holloway. So it's a fascinating one. But I think that I think that Ortega is rightfully favored in this one. It's weird because I'm with you. I see it almost as a title eliminator. Like, whichever guy ends up losing, whether it's a year Brian Ortega, probably is done with their chances for ever fighting for a title, at least at this weight class. But it doesn't necessarily mean whoever wins is next in line or even all that close, especially if it is Ortega, because as you mentioned, we've already seen that fight. So is it time for some new blood? Who gets a shot? It is interesting to see how that one goes down. Um, 
I saw earlier today, Chael Sonnen always in the news, and he seems to have some insight that Nate Diaz has accepted a UFC fight. Now, it's not official. He didn't tell us who it was, so who knows with old Uncle Chael. Maybe just trying to get some clicks. It's probably not going to be Conor McGregor if it's true, because the news seems like Charles Oliveira wants Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor wants to fight for the belt when he comes back, so that's going to be a happy marriage. If not Conor for Nate, who would Nate Diaz be fighting? Uh, it's an interesting one. Yeah, he did tweet out yesterday, uh, July 30th would be a nice departure date. Um, so Wait, uh, and then, Nate? no, Nate, and then he put an okay. ice cube emoji. I don't know. That's okay. uh, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's, if he's fighting Chuck Liddell or maybe he thought it was a diamond emoji and he was trying to tweet to, uh, to Dustin Poirier. Maybe he's so fighting vanilla ice. Did you ever think of that one? I didn't think of that one. No, I feel like, uh, I feel like that's maybe a good path. Maybe that's afterwards. He's going to celebrity boxing, but uh, I, I don't know. I mean, the one he's had the most smoke with, that's not. Connor is Dustin Poirier. I feel like that makes a lot of sense. Although you saw Poirier and Chandler got into it at the card last week, so maybe we're heading towards towards that. I'm not. I'm not quite sure. I'd rather see that one. Like if it's between Nate and those guys, or Poirier and Chandler getting in it. Anytime that we see that real beef, I just want to see it in the octagon. Coming up next, there's lots of great champions out there. Who's the best? I think I know, and I'll tell you. You're tapped in the BetQL Network.